I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. You can find me and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Lisa Evers. Now, before I introduce our phenomenal panel to you, I want to let you know about our Push for Peace, which is happening next Saturday, August 12th at 1 p.m. at Brooklyn Borough Hall. That's 209 Haraleman Street, right in downtown Brooklyn. And there is so much going on. We've got a great panel for you featuring DJ Enough, Fresher, and a number of other artists many surprise guests, music by our very own DJ Michael Medium. We're going to have free food, uh, free beverages, water, soda, that type of thing. And also you can come out and meet people, get your pictures taken with a lot of the surprise guests and celebrities right there on the Hot 97 red carpet. So I want to invite you to come out next Saturday, August 12th, the Hot 97 Street Soldiers Push for Peace. You can find out more information on my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook official at Lisa Evers, or you can call Call our hotline number, 212-367-1672. That's 212-367-1672. Now for our topic, hip-hop and masculinity. Most of hip-hop's male superstars throughout the years have risen to the top using traditional male stereotypes, the same ones that have worked in movies, the same ones that have worked in television, same ones that have worked in other genres of music. They focus on male stereotypes like tough talking, muscle power, and being magnets for gorgeous women, and in some cases, violence. But a new group of artists, including some of the biggest in the game, like Jay-Z, are showing their emotions and their feelings. So we're asking our panel, what is going on here? Joining me for this episode of Street Soldiers, Chuck Creekmer. He's the founder and CEO of allhiphop.com. He's also a hip-hop cultural commentator. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Also joining us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist. Dr. Elisa, great to have you. Nice to be here. And also with us is Jason Rosario. He's the founder and creator of thelivesofmen.com. Jason, great to have you. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. Chuck, I want to start with you on this because you survey all hip-hop all decades of hip-hop what is going on here well if we're using jay-z as the backdrop jay-z you know has obviously dropped an album classic to me at least uh 444 which he has owned a lot of his transgressions and uh some of the issues that we've discussed in in hushed tones about his marital affairs and but he's i think opened up a can of worms um, on a broad level about men, masculinity, uh, showing emotions, owning some of the mistakes or, you know, feelings that you have. You know, everything from the song Smile, which which he um, talks about a variety of issues, including his mother, uh, 444, where it's just a huge apology, to uh, other songs like Legacy. And I think it's, um, it's, I think it's a great way to get to a different space for men. It's certainly gotten people talking. Dr. Elisa English, in terms of the stereotypes of these people, I mean, our hip-hop stars are really our idols in a lot of ways. So do you think that's going to have an effect on male behavior? Absolutely. I mean, Jay-Z is huge. He's larger than life. I mean, I grew up to Jay-Z, with Jay-Z, so I think that he's awesome. But I think there's something interesting happening. It's almost like there's a shift to in terms of what masculinity looks like. I mean, now it's like, it's strong to talk about your infidelity. It's now strong to let, like sort of 
you know, remove the mask of all the things that have been going on, sort of allow yourself to be vulnerable. And like that actually shows more strength and also is shifting towards maturity. Like you see so many rappers, there are older gentlemen who tend to act very immature and I don't I'm not in, not in terms of what they do in, it's for their families and that kind of thing but the way they dress the way the they image. act the image and so I think what he's saying is that listen this is what it's about as you grow older as you mature as you begin to become really a strong black man in America Jason what about the impact on men of color because we've had a lot of discussions on this program as as well as in the communities about the demonization of black men in particular in terms of the mainstream media what impact do you think these these changing hip-hop images are having, if any? I think it's a, it's it's important, and I think it's it's timely and it's relevant. I think we know what we've lived over through over the last 18 months with police shootings and, and the attack. Uh, black men are under attack. And so I think when we see someone like Jay-Z use his platform to talk about issues that are being had or conversations that are being had uh, in very safe spaces and bringing that to the forefront I think it's important um, and it helps to kind of start to reframe masculinity as it relates to men of color, color in particular um, and and really debunking some of those myths and stereotypes so I think it's important what do you what do you think are some of the stereotypes that are out there about men of color in particular Chuck well I mean I've talked about this before and you know there's a there's a myth that you're just the Inhumanly strong. I mean, inhumanly strong that you yeah, can take anything and absolutely. and not feel any kind of way about it. Absolutely. I mean, there there are even studies where white people, I'll be very specific, believe that black people have extraordinary strength, yeah. and I think that's one of the biggest myths. I was talking to Jason about the myth that men are not emotional, have no emotions. Right. You know, and. That's just a fallacy. I mean, it's just completely wrong. Hypersexual, yeah. like, you right. know, really hypersexual, um, philandering, uh, adulterous, no one's yeah. really married, just right. baby mamas everywhere. Like, he's really, you know, taking away that, taking a different approach and really setting a tone for, like, an, an image of a black man that is really... True. I mean, there's many black men that are out there that are married and raising yes. their children. Raising and families. families and, and that, and that home. One was president of the United States, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah, I mean, it's, fathers, that that it's fill, is, it, is it filling out that picture? So it's not just this thing of like, okay, the, the strong black man who's the successful athlete, the, right. you know, hyper-masculine man who's the hip-hop star who's always performing without a shirt on and, and some chains. Mm -hmm, yeah. Is this rounding out the so. picture to everybody? Totally. And I think we, we have to start by understanding what masculinity is and what it's not. And, what, and, well, define that for us. Well, it's hard. You have the website. But I'll say this. I think we can start with uh, understanding that masculinity is a social construct, right? Um, and it's also uh, it also exists on a spectrum, right? There are very different uh, or varying degrees of what a man is and what he's not. And I think once we start to separate that from the the misconception or the misnomer that being vulnerable and emotional is masculine or not masculine, then we can start ha to have a real conversation. But I think you're right. I think you, you both made good points about the um, dehumanization of, of black men. And uh, if, I, if I can just give you one quick example, Terrence Crutcher, when he was shot, right? A hundred feet in the air, the, the person in the helicopter said, well, he looks like a bad dude. What does that mean? <laughs> right. right. Just because exactly. he's six foot four, 200 plus pounds. Yeah. And so that's what we're fighting against, right, with all of this. And those images. And we have a lot more to talk about. Uh, this is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip hop and masculinity. We'll be back right after this.
New York City, it's Miguel, and you're tuning to the Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real people, real issues, and real politics, only on Hot 97. Hi, I'm Lisa Evers, host of Street Soldiers. Before I introduce our panel, I want to invite you to join us for our special Street Soldiers 7th Annual Push for Peace Town Hall. It's happening on Saturday, August 12th at 1 p.m. at Brooklyn Borough Hall. Come out and join us. Be a part of the live audience. Meet celebrities and maybe even get on TV and the radio with our very own DJ Enough and Brooklyn's own Fresher, as well as special surprise guests. For more information, check out my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. Now let's get to our topic. Joining me for this panel, Chuck Kweekmer. He's the founder and CEO of AllHipHop.com. He's also a hip-hop music and culture commentator. Chuck, great to have you. Also with us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist. Dr. Elisa, great to have you. And also with us is Jason Rosario. He's the founder and creator of thelivesofmen.com. Now, Jay-Z, with the 444 album, which was so hyped, you know, Mm -hmm. it was everywhere. We saw the signs on taxi cabs, on billboards, posters up on the the street corners. In terms of how it's being received, Chuck, and this more open, emotional, owning up to mistakes... Is very, very different from the Jay-Z of the old days, like, I'm going to flood these streets. Yeah. You know, telling the U.S. government, I'm going to flood these streets <laughs> and, you know, all the hustling and everything like that and the, the, the way he talked about women. What do you mm-hmm. – how are people re- – like, what's the buzz? I think, I think there's been two sides to it. I think there's been the one which is obviously overwhelmingly positive, you know, refreshing, and, you know, even the music selection is so different. And then I think there's another side as well, you know, where Jay-Z is a man of a certain age and, um, you know, maturity, if you will. And some are like, yeah, it took you a really, it took you a minute to get here. You know what I mean? So um, so some people are like, you can't tell me what to do after you've done all of this and now you're now this individual. Uh, and I think, so there is some backlash. And I think it's not just the part about the women, like women have been mixed as well, like you cheated on your wife. What do you mean you? Not just your wife, Beyonce. Right. Go right here. <laughs> exactly. Right. And and I think that was a real bummer for a lot of women right. because you're like, if Beyonce's man can't be loyal, right. this right. is really what's a. Well, <laughs> that was hey. like a real downer. <laughs> no comment. Okay, but, I'll, but I'll, I'll add to that. I think it's the the reaction has been mixed, um, overwhelmingly positive. But I think it just speaks to where we are as a culture, right? I think we're yearning for our leaders to take that role and to take that step in in really showing us that there's a level beyond the money, the cars, the jewelry. Uh, we want to hear some substance from these folks, and I think it's it's. I applaud Jay Z for doing that. But is it a question of maturity? The fact that he's you know now he's 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 a father again. He's been at this for a while, and is is this just part of the growing process of the? Uh, Dr. Lisa? I think he's had a certain sophistication about him over the years, even in his mm-hmm. difficult days and in terms of growing up in Marcy. And I think one of the interesting things of, about the album is that he wanted to remind people that I'm still from Marcy. Like, so as though, you know, I'm revealing all of these things about me and I'm becoming much more vulnerable and allowing people to see me from a different um, lens. But if you run up but, on but me, I'm still going to handle my business, Marcy, right? I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> so, you know, Marcy me. Home of the biggest. He's going to have to validate that. So that being said, it's interesting around masculinity. Like he knew that this album would be received from, you know, differently by different people, but he also wanted to remind them that I'm still about that 
life. <laughs> and, and, and still can handle it. So, so is it adding more dimensions to how we look so. at men? Absolutely. I think it, it has to uh, because we're showing the layers of emotions. And, and I think going back to one of the comments that you made, Chuck, is the perception that men are emotionless is, I mean, it's, it's fallacy, right? We're human beings. We bleed just like anyone else. And I think it's just a, the, the problem, though, is that our emotions, the way they tend to come out is in anger. Right. They don't necessarily come out in healthy ways. And I think one of the ways one of the reasons I love this album is because he's showing you. I mean, he talks about therapy. Right. right? He talks about apologizing to his kids. I mean, these are deep, deep, deep emotions that we might have one on one, but we're not talking in, on, in on, public, in public. And, and by public figures, part, it's right. usually just like go buy my album or Absolutely. download my album. <laughs> right. I think what was also interesting, the footnotes. I don't know if oh, anyone yeah, was able to watch that sort of yeah. mini documentary. I, I think more, more powerful than yeah. the actual album. Yeah, it was very powerful, almost like a group therapy session where all, yeah. you know, a variety of black, black men are like sharing their mistakes and struggle. And it was it was just really powerful as they began to kind of think about wow, I could have done something different. And who was it that was defining what it meant to be a man for me? And it was it was very good. I but think my, that was my that thing point. is, why does it take Jay-Z for this to happen? Right. I mean, first of all, there, there have been and still are a lot of artists who have been doing this for quite a while. Like, for example, um, would you say? I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Kid Cudi talking about the depression, yeah, right. definitely. Absolutely. I mean, Kid Cudi, Vic Mensa, I mean, even like a Kendrick Lamar. Right. I mean, Drake used to get joked on right. for being for emotional. Remember yeah. that? Right. Drake used to get clowned yeah. a few years ago, you know. So now Jay is just that type of a trendsetter that he can make everybody like, oh, we can do this now? Oh, okay, no doubt. I mean, he had people wearing 4XL button-up shirts in the club. <laughs> he was like, no more jerseys. Right? So, you know, he's, he's got that influence. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So, so you're saying, but this, has been, this trend has been kind of, has been bubbling up. It's been around. But Drake, Drake got really hammered by yeah. some of the yeah. DJs. Absolutely. And yeah. so, some people in the hip-hop I mean, community, I too. It, I, look, again, we, we've, we've said this before, but I think it's just men, you know, they, they talk differently, they interact differently, and they don't have some of the larger platforms to make it seem okay. We don't have an own, for example, or a centric or Essence magazine or other spaces that we can even just read about ourselves. We're kind of seeing people. what, I guess that's the point of the website, right? right? That, yeah, and, and not, not shameless plug, right? But It's, it's okay. It's, really it's hip-hop. It's right. hip-hop, Jason. Everybody <laughs> plugs everything. We plug everything. Right. Push for peace, August 12th. Yeah. Right. But that's the goal, right? And, and I think, you know, mine is one of the many movements that I've seen over the last 12 months that are really tackling that need um, for creating safe spaces to have these conversations. Like, what are you hearing from men? You know, we're, we're hearing that, look, I'm hurt. I'm really hurt, and I just don't know how to express that, or I'm scared. Um, and so it's just a matter of creating a space and an environment where we can have those conversations and, and more importantly, provide a support system for them to either go to therapy or, or reach out to for help, right? And I think that's the problem. Dr. Lisa, you worked with it, like on the, literally on the streets and a lot of the communities where there's been extreme violence for, against children, against you know men and women. When people go through these kinds of traumas and they they do feel the pain that Jason was just talking about, and it's not acknowledged, it's not addressed, it's not treated, how does that manifest later on down the road? Post traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> I mean, they really their adaptive skills. I mean, just their they don't really understand their triggers. They don't really have really good coping skills. There's a variety of ways that when you don't deal with those issues, sort of like in real time, that it just sort of bubbles up inside, and then you 
find a way to express yourself that may not necessarily be that healthy for you. And then in terms of other things, like the alcohol, alcohol yeah, abuse? Oh, yes, absolutely. Substance abuse. I mean, everything from marijuana to alcohol. I mean, they just self-medicate all, all the time. I mean, I'm involved with men in a variety of ways in New York City, particularly black men. And it's really uh, sad to see, like, even in New York, 80% of the homeless population are people of color. And across the country, 90% right. are people of cover color. And a significant number are are uh, men and LGBTQ. Uh, and so it's, it's really sad that we haven't really had those sort of outlets and forms and safe space to, to express our fears, our anxieties, and hopefully our hope. And do you think that's one example, that's one, obviously one social issue and one psychological issue that a lot of it's due to some traumas that they've had in the past? Oh, absolutely. I think everything is associated with trauma. You know, I mean, vicarious trauma, secondary trauma. I mean, we really, we're taught to sort of like, oh, You've just seen someone killed on the street. Okay, just go to work at nine o'clock in the morning. Don't I mean that? It wasn't you that was walk shot. Walk past the crime scene, tape, <laughs> pretend like nothing happened. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's what always amazed me covering these shootings when there would be shootings outside of schools mm -hmm. as kids what kids were coming home, and it's just like little little kids. I'm like, yeah. how how are they not? How are there not counselors in the school that night? I mean, for the parents know, and the even kids. With, um, Police officers, you know, there's a high suicide rate. There's a high domestic violence. You know, people who are exposed to trauma, even with veterans, you know, we're concerned about the military. People, those who are military and dealing with so much trauma and how they cope, the suicide rate is extremely high. We haven't really figured out how to uh, cultivate, you know, some kind of conversation around how to be well, how to optimize, how, how to optimize wellness. And I think that's this is exacerbated by the, the patriarchal society we live in, right, where you can't emote, you know, you, you can't feel these things, and you have to suppress them, and somehow, and eventually they'll come out in those ways. Okay, well, I have a whole new area I want to, I'm not going to suppress when we come back. This is Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Hey, yo, this is Pat Post with Lisa Evers. Put your thinking caps on. Street Soldiers. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. I want to give you a heads up. You need to mark your calendar for Saturday afternoon, August 12th, and join us for our 7th annual Street Soldiers Push for Peace Town Hall. It's featuring Hot 97's own DJ Enough and Brooklyn's own Fresher. Come out and meet celebrities and let your voice be heard. Get all the information on my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Lisa Evers. Right now, we're talking about entertainment. Let me introduce our panel to you. Chuck Creekmore, he's the founder and CEO. CEO of allhiphop.com. He's also a hip-hop culture commentator. Chuck, great to have you with us. Thank you. Also with us is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical therapist. Dr. Elisa, great to have you with us. Also joining us, Jason Rosario. He's the founder and creator of thelivesofmen.com. I want to talk about the misogyny because the, mis the misogyny in hip-hop is something that has been around since day one, to some extent reflects what's happening in the culture as a whole, but in other respects is a lot more intense and has a much greater impact, especially on our on our young girls. Chuck, what do you think? Do you think Jay-Z's 444, the whole album is going to change the way that women are, what's acceptable? I hope so. I pray on this all the time. Um, well, okay. Yes and no. Just say it. I don't. I don't know that it's going to affect the younger, younger generation. I mean, you got to think about this. There's a, and uh, there's a whole. You know, hip hop's over forty years old now. Right. So there are there are kids who are sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, and they're just trying. They're 
There's the, the they're try listening everything to something face. else. Right. Yeah, they're listening to something. They're not listening different. to Jay Z. They're not concerned with being responsible as mm-hmm. as much. I would say not all, but as much. And they haven't made the mistakes, and they are they're learning on the job, so to speak. So. I think somewhat, yes, but in other ways, no. I think once the album runs its course, real life will set in once again. It's like the Million Man March. Remember that? Right. We all, everybody went to the Million Man March, and it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to change the world, blah, blah, blah. And then life smacks you up, you know. You get caught up in routine. You got to handle your business. Absolutely. So misogyny and patriarchy and, and... these are social constructs that we have to break down, you know, and it's, it's not easy. Dr. Lisa, what about, oh, go ahead, oh, Jason. No, no I was okay. going to say that I think I joke with my homegirls sometimes that it's hard to be a feminist and enjoy hip-hop, <laughs> right? Because how do you turn that off? How do you turn up and then turn off when you, you're hearing certain lyrics? Um, but I think you're right. I think it's just the social constructs that this can begin the conversation, but I don't think the album alone is going to change anything. <laughs> Dr. No, Lisa, what, what, about the way the, what about the way the women are portrayed? You know, I basically I think you don't see a lot of their face, and you see a lot of their right. I'm not, I not. This is not really a sexy thing to say because I am a woman, but I think that women need to change the how people well, perceive them. That. And good, so we don't need <laughs> Jay Z to do that. There's more than enough information to suggest there's certain ways that we are to perhaps carry ourselves. I understand. You know, we can do whatever men do, and if they show their chest in the street, why not? Dr. E walked down the street with her chest showing. However, that's not, to me, acceptable. And then people treat you a certain way. And as right. far as we've come, we still have a long way to go. So I think that women have to change that narrative and, and continue to work hard at portraying themselves. In, in terms of what they, right. what they focus that's on. Right. to absolve the responsibility that we men have. Oh, absolutely. To create those environments for you to empower yourself. Because right. basically, if you looked at a, uh, hip-hop videos, if you looked at a lot of the videos, and some of them are done so well, they're so amazing, and there's a lot of creative ones as, as well, too, that are out there. I think mm-hmm. the diversity that's out there is fantastic. But if you look at, if you just look at women that are in the videos, you would think that the the number one job of women in America is on a stripper pole. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to the exotic, you know, dancers or entertainers, but it's like there's other things, too. You know, right. I, I, like, I, there's a Snoop Dogg song, um, When I Met You Last Night. I hate that song. <laughs> but I have a friend, she's... She loves that song, and I'm just like, how can you listen to this song? I'm guilty. It ain't I've no fun. If the, I, don't, I hate it. <laughs> I, I hate it. It's just crazy. And then another friend, she likes, I'll just say it, Trick Daddy and Trina, nah. Mm. And I'm like, it drives me nuts. But when it's got but that I beat. Think yeah. that women, <laughs> I it's think got that, that beat. I think that women do things that they think men want and desire, and particularly in the entertainment industry, I think that women believe that that's really the only way to make it. <laughs> I, like I the, do. The I feel like, like I mean, because we know some people who are great singers, but for whatever reason, you don't hear not one of their songs on the radio or anything like that. But We're then, programmed. Yeah. Right. We're very yeah. programmed. But, it's, but so. some, people would, some people would say that it also shows because women... Women, you know, in they terms of economic opportunity, it's a whole different, it's a whole well, different ballgame. When ball we're game. talking about masculinity, men do the, what we think women want. Right. You think women want to see us crying when, we, when we're when we trying to pay bills or when we're, you know, <laughs> when a, or when a, cop pull, when a cop pulls you over or when you see lights and you're, 
you know, that's how no, you feel. I, but you can't so, show so what so what so what about when, that? Or, <laughs> or when when you hear something that downstairs and she tells you to go downstairs. <laughs> you're like I'm just we equal scared. though. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm scared too. Yeah, but that's the man but that's the man's job, right? I'm, is that, I know is that supposed to be a man's job? job. But and is I'll that going to change you. like you're walking down the street and some guy comes at you it's, it's like <laughs> You know, no, you have to be like, what up? Exactly. What you want to do? Right. We can do this all but day. isn't that the problem, though? Right. right. Isn't that, that the problem that, that we're, we're both subscribing to those gender roles that we're traditionally taught and we're trying to get yeah, away from But some of them that. work. I mean, some <laughs> of them, I'm just saying it's, it's this, there's, there's this and then there's this. Sometimes this rules and you have to do it or what, else. What do you, you think? Get, of, what do you think about that, Jason? I, I think it's, you know. You can disagree, too. I, we're not, I, I, you know. I disagree to an extent. I, I am a product of this you know, environment. So I, I do understand that. And I think that there are certain things that we just were programmed to. But um, but I think trying to shift our perspective a little bit and trying to approach it from a different perspective, I right. think would help um, in creating conversations that will be more empower, empowering to both men and women. Okay, but that was very nice. But what do you really think? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all full of... <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's like it's not going to change. I mean, yeah. there's a certain there's a certain isn't there a certain biological thing too? Like the man is going to act a certain way or men are going to act a certain way and that's what you know, is is the real question will women do women want sensitive men? So, that's a great question, right? And isn't that the real that, question? That's a great question. I was just it's like you, do, do women like uh -huh. the good guy that's got the 9 to 5 job <laughs> that, you know, well, is driving a, a used Toyota but he's not in debt, he's working uh -huh. his yeah. way right. yeah. and he can't buy Bottles at the club. And do, does a woman want that, or does she want some baller who's you know so I read, got the I feds read, tapping his phone? Someone like that. <laughs> what? You know, funny. I read something right that said at two o'clock tomorrow. At two o'clock tomorrow, all men are going to bear their emotions to the world, and women all over the place are going to be unhappy. Right, because I think that there is, and that was just something I read in a book. But I think that there's. We kind of thought we owned the emotion want, thing. Right. I think, <laughs> just I think like, people. Want now you're trying to, to take that away from us too. All I'm saying is that people want to hear from men. <laughs> right. But a lot of times when they do hear from men, they don't know what to do with that. Right. Oh, that's a that's great a point. point. You know that's a saying? great point. So what do you do when a man is emoting and you know he's soft or he's this or he's that? And I think we all need to do a better job of creating a space for men to do that, so that you, so we both get what we want. So what do you, Dr. Lisa? So what do you do? Because some men, if the, when they get emotional, when they get emotional, which men do, and sometimes the emotions are not possible to, you know, to completely mask or whatever. If you kind of act too concerned, sometimes that can backfire on the woman. Right. Well, I'm thinking about, you know, in my practice. And so when I engage a male client in therapy and then he starts crying and I've had some pretty well-known clients and I, I actually see myself taking a pause like, oh, what, what this is getting deep. And I actually feel like when they start to cry, it's something really painful, like because it takes so much for a man to get to that point. And so as I begin to unpack some of that with them, it's it's so deep. It's all about, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I have, there was no examples. My father, you know, abused my mom. And, you know, now I was trying to keep up with the Joneses and I didn't pay my taxes and now I'm in debt. And, you know, I don't know how to tell my wife and I have three, you know, child support payments. I mean, it's really all of this stuff that they're trying to unpack. And, and I allow them that space to start to cry and start to, you know, say, well, part of it is, sharing it and releasing it and figuring out what you need to prioritize and what you can start to that say. That doesn't make them less of a man. Not and I think that's at all. The problem, and I think they that? need that validation right. that it's okay. Right. 
when you're a human being, right. male or right. female, right? right. right? That, that's what it is. But what about Chuck? In terms of the, in terms of the the newer hip hop fans, the, mm-hmm. the the teens, the people that are late late teens and early twenties, will already be experienced. But the in terms of how they look at the Jay Z and they look at this, mm-hmm. you know, being open about your emotions and even going back to like you said, like Kid, Kid Cudi and and Kendrick, are they really? Is that think, resonating with them? Lot, I think some. I think it is resonating with some. Not all, obviously, but some. Because the the again the veil is un, is un, is lifted on what we should be doing. You know we you know over the last few years you know Black Lives Matter and all these things are more important than popping bottles. All these things are more important than having like a certain type of girl. I mean obviously not according to Instagram. I, right. Obviously <laughs> obviously Instagram is driving another another narrative. But right. but I think I do think that a lot of um, a lot of younger people are really um, interested in more substantial things than even we were when we were at younger. that stage. Yeah. yeah, and it's very Definitely. concerning that you know hip. I'm happy to hear you say that. Ha- yeah, that was great, and that hip hop artists are raising children. Like that's yeah. really what's and like the family isn't playing like a significant role anymore in mm-hmm. like the development of a child. That you know always concerns me that mm-hmm. hip hop and Instagram and all of these. Things and people are actually raising your children and sort of setting the tone for what they expect to be and or achieve in life, and that that that's dangerous. But we're seeing examples of the family too. I mean, we look look at Kanye, mm-hmm. look at Ti. With they had the family hustle going there for a while, and then all of the young girls want to be, you know, Nicki Minaj and the Barb's, right. and I mean, it's just you know the Beehive, and I mean, it's just it's a, it's really amazing. To well, me. I've talked about this a lot, and I've spoken on this a lot, and I've actually stopped doing it as much. But you know, you have to really protect your child and their environment, and you have to re- literally police it. You know, my daughter didn't have a, a, a screen, so to speak. Um, I took her phone away because, you know, I just didn't like the content that was coming through Instagram, Snapchat. These things are, to me, detrimental in a lot of ways to a young mind. As you get older, perhaps it's you can you can filter, yeah. right? Filter, but in terms of yeah, in terms of the mind too, it's like there's no. I mean, read a book. What? Yeah, <laughs> what is right. that? And I think also, education. What is that? Right. When you think also, some of Jay Z's peers were somewhat critical of his, um, you know, album, and that concerned me too. People who were similar in age, yeah. you know, in his age group, that were like, "This is golf music," or like, "Oh, you mean fifties <laughs> comment?" Right. <laughs> this is the kind of music that. Was, that yeah. This is the kind of music you have to be wearing a sweater over your shoulders at a golf. But fifty represents something, right? Yeah, it represents and toughness. And, and we like love fifty. Yeah, fifty is the masculine, you know, right. image. But and the I same. Think I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please. The same thing happened when he did that with Kanye, remember? Right. Right. So, you know, sometimes you got to, you got, we're we're evolving. We are evolving. And 50 um, is too, but maybe that's not represented as much on the front end musically. Maybe he wants to continue to represent that hardcore hip-hop, which I love dearly. I'm yeah, I do, you, too. You know I do, right. too. We, yeah, I, but I think he also, in in other spaces, you know that he was very close to his grandma, and we mm-hmm. know the trauma that he has been through and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing, and he's struggling with a relationship. So you you, you get They're some of what... Right, there's There's a lot of things there, too. Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? It's hip-hop, and they, yes. you know nothing, sell, nothing gets hit, views like a little bit of a beef. Yeah. Anyway, a nice little Instagram... Beef. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, Twitter this is Street famous. Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Sierra, and this is Street Soldiers with Lisa Evers. Real issues, 
real politics, baby, and real people only on Hot 97. Welcome back to Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. We're talking about hip-hop and masculinity with our special panel. Joining me, Chuck Creekmore. He's the founder and CEO of AllHipHop.com. He's also a hip-hop music and culture commentator. Chuck, great to have you. Also with us, Dr. Lisa English. She's a clinical therapist. Great to have you. And also joining us, Jason Rosario. He's a founder and creator of thelivesofmen.com. Thanks for rolling your R on my last name, by the way. Oh, de, de nada. Hello, <laughs> español, está bien. Okay. That was very... That's very Latino. Very Latino. Latino, Latina, please. Uh, anyway, um, in terms of... The <laughs> it's the heights, what can I say? Um, in, in terms of... The what co what comes out of this yeah. this ability now for men to show their emotions and not have to risk not being called a man or mm -hmm. being insulted for it how does this play out jason in terms uh, politically mm. You know, we talk about human lives, lives mattering, people having more of a value for human life. Absolutely. I think we there's something to be said about the social political landscape that we live in, right, with certain uh, presidential candidates um, <laughs> in, in place that, that unfortunately have created an environment that celebrates misogyny, that celebrates patriarchy, and all of the negative aspects of what's been associated to masculinity. So I think the positive, though, is that we're seeing people like us having conversations like this because we realize that the government isn't going to do it for us. Right. And so we need to empower ourselves to have these conversations. So if that's a positive that came out of that situation, then I'm all for it and I'm here for it. Um, and I think, again, uh, my platform is just one of the many that that's kind of starting to have these conversations. And I'm eager to see what, what happens going forward. Dr. Lisa, part of it, when people don't acknowledge what the trauma that happened to them or the experiences that happened to them, does that devalue their life? No, but the quality of their life. I think that you can have, you know, increase the quality of your life when you address your trauma and you're open about it and you're conversing about it and you're sharing it with others. It's the only way to really heal. You can't, the more you suppress it, the more you will find ways to manage it, and it will often be in unhealthy ways. Well, he said, well, you can't heal what you can't reveal, right. which is another line off the album. Oh, he did. That, right. That Thank you can't heal what you can't reveal. <laughs> Thank you, Jay -Z. Exactly. <laughs> You know what I mean? So I think you it'll be Jay Z. Yeah, I wrote that. It'll be a new kind of. It'll be a new branch of therapy. It'll be Jay Z th Z therapy or something. It'll be like Jigga some new thing. Jigga therapy, right? There you go. There you go. But Chuck, in ter terms of the whole scope of hip hop, do you think mm -hmm. this is? Do you think this is like just Jay Z doing his thing, or do you think this is going to start like expand the trend? Yeah, I mean, to me, it's always been there. I've always listened to people like Scarface, Joe Budden, even Drake. More recently, Jay Electronica has a song I love called Letter to Fallon. Um, Vic Mensa has another song called Eminem. Wings. Eminem. Eminem, right? Saul Williams. I mean, these are artists I've always listened to. So what I would challenge people to do is stop being programmed and actually go out and find these other artists who are doing what you say you want. If you want this, then find them. And they're there, and they've always been there. And I think that, um, you know, at one point, maybe it wasn't cool to talk about it. But Joe Budden, for example, has always talked about being depressed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Always yes. talked about self-medicating. Yeah. Totally. The time. He and spoke, spoke with me about it for Fox 5. Right. At length. Absolutely. Jay Electronica, he had, his new song is incredible. It's my favorite song of the year, hands down. But it hasn't gotten the same kind of promotion and push that 
you know, maybe Jay-Z's album. So right. the issue is, you know, the message is important, but how people receive it, it depends on the messenger. Yeah. Right. Well, you got to be a little bit more discriminatory in terms of how you consume your music, especially now where you have access to all types of music at the, at the palm of your hand. On your hands, phone, right. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have to be, you know, your own personal curator or DJ and say, look, I, I these are the messages that I want to listen to, mm -hmm. and I'm going to actively seek those out. Um, and so, yeah, you have to take that responsibility for yourself. You can't always leave it on the artist because they're, they're in it for themselves first and foremost. They're creating music and art for themselves mm -hmm. first, for the business second, and then thirdly, I would say for the for their public. Okay, so let me ask you this a little, little bit skeptical mm -hmm. question, Chuck Kriegmer. Is this was this just a brilliant marketing ploy by Jay Z? Because he's kind of like, what's the new? <laughs> what territory is left? Right. And right. he sees this bubbling up with all these other artists <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that, you know. Well, I will say this. I don't know, but I will say this. It it does. It ha it was a flawless execution. You know, Beyonce's album. Goes in on him. Did then. you see the Did you see the meme where they're yes, celebrating the, the, the elevator and they're like <laughs> yeah. three absolutely. albums made it out of this elevator? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, yeah, I mean, you got Beyonce. Marcy. <laughs> he did that coming from Marcy. Yeah. 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 I'm just asking. You. It's like, so you have Beyonce, then you have Solange's album, which is incredible. Right. And yeah. then and then it comes all the way back to Jay Z. Not only confirming what we heard on the earlier albums, but then apologizing for it and making making you know kind of tying it up in a nice bow. Right. But you know what? That's what that's what Jay's good marketing. Always done. Yeah, it's great marketing, and it's not like it's some far out. It's not a stretch. So I don't have a problem with it if it is brilliant marketing. I think more artists need to be strategic in this way. Um, you know, to kind of a throwback to the old days when you had a, a an A and R and a marketing team and people who showed, told artists how to act and, you know, treat journalists and... And, uh, do, the, and do those kinds of things. Whether it's great marketing or not, you have to artist applaud development. it, right? Because he can't unsay the things he said on the album, right? right? So that's there. True, yeah, right? true. It's like a, right, like exactly. a, it's, it's like a confession. Yeah. Right. It's so almost like a true confession. So you can't change it whether it's marketing or not. Um, and again, you have to applaud someone of his stature taking that stance, you know, because mm -hmm. again, people follow what he says, for Absolutely. better or worse. Because as public as he is, he's very private in terms right. of never acknowledge these things, right. yep. you know, publicly on any kind of public platform. Absolutely. Dr. Lisa, do you think it'll change the way women look at men or what they expect of men? Like Jay Z talked about it, you can tell me. <laughs> well, it'll just you know, be like you, you can tell me, you can tell me, right? No, but I think it's actually another tool in the tool chest that when they're acting up, well, Jay Z said that, right. so they like give you ammunition, and yeah. you say, "Did you listen to Jay Jay Z's? You know, four four four. You know, because Jay Z is doing it. You know, so mm. you're comparing like." your man uh, mm. to Jay-Z and Jay-Z is like now this ultimate man right and so and look how humble and emotionally vulnerable he has become <laughs> and certainly you can do that can't you yeah so I think I've, it's a I've had women tell that. me that after hearing 444 they just cried balled out like just crying cause wow they, yeah. Secondary trauma? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They've been cheated on? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So it's definitely having an impact. In in terms of the in terms of the male persona in terms of characters. I mean, if you go if you even take a step beyond hip hop, you look at the movies. The 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 hero whether he's black, white, latino, whatever, the hero is always the the guy that everybody can lean on that doesn't have time to kind of like get in with his emo I mean, Luke right. Cage is like a whole different right. in a whole different <laughs> genre, but it's kind of like everything, but um 
is do you think that they're going to start to change culturally, Jason, like the image of what a superhero is or of what, you know, a, a heroic male figure is? I hope so. Um, I think that, you know, this may not be an apples to apples comparison, but look at a show like Insecure, right, where after season one, everybody was Team Lawrence, right, right. because of his the way he just showed up on that show. And I think it was he was very um, uh, aware in terms of uh, his emotions. But I think, yes, we're going to start to see that more, I think, because we're collectively and consciously getting to a point where we're, where we're wanting that. And I think it's going to increase the, the value and the quality of our relationships overall. So we're, well, so we're evolving as a society. Well, I was going to say, as a, as a comic book head myself, <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to change a little bit, right. but but not not so much. You're not going to see like a, a a superhero with a dad bod, for example. <laughs> I think he's still going to have big muscles. And, you know, he's not going to be rocking the dad jeans. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. But I, I do think that you know. I mean, you know, I love Marvel comics, so I think you you've already we've already seen some things. You know, with every. I mean, every superhero has some kind of backstory that's, you know, tortured soul. Some are alcoholic. Something happened. Right. Parents have been killed. Like, so allowing that to manifest itself a little differently going forward as opposed to, like, turning into this vigilante is what I think we would like to see from uh, hip-hop artists, too. Dr. Lisa, is this a, a, a good opportunity for women to talk with their men? Oh, absolutely. You know, because you know how it, there, there's another stereotype, too. It's like we like to talk our way through problems and they don't really like to talk about them. Yeah, I think it's a it's a, it's a great opportunity to use the um, Jay-Z album to, you know, have those conversations. But I think, you know, comparing a man to another man isn't always the best way right. to get their attention because men oftentimes feel like, you know, you're trying to um, put them down in some way, you know, like... Or I'm very competitive, competi right? I'm supposed to be competitive with Jay-Z. Well, I'm not Jay-Z, I'm me. Right. So, you know, this is what you're dealing with. Um, it's like the guy that shows you Beyonce, the picture so. on Instagram is like, why can't you look like, <laughs> like her? Right, right. Like, <laughs> Sorry, you know, Your feelings would be hurt, and I think that, you right. know, I think women should be careful comparing their man to Jay-Z. But I think that it's a great opportunity to have the conversation about the, the things that he expressed. Jason, in terms of what, what advice do you have for men? I think because um, you get a lot of feedback from yeah, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think the feed or the the advice and the feedback that I get from men is that, um, or what advice do I have from yeah. men? Yeah, you know, just, just in terms of dealing with, with these be things. Be honest with yourself. Um, really look in the mirror and don't be afraid to to call yourself out on your own nonsense stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so and then and then don't be afraid to seek help and ask for help. Right. Chuck, predictions on hip hop. Do you think this is you know? Hip-hop um, therapy? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, um, again, this is a, is, is a something that's been there, but I, I absolutely hope that we allow our, our artists to be deeper than... than, um, than uh, The music video. We right. 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 We yeah, we need... I mean, again, not to go back to the 90s, because obviously I believe in moving forward, but if you remember back then, you had artists like Tupac, obviously, but even, but even uh, Biggie... Um, Scarface. I mean, I mean, they just said so much. They talked about those emotions. Now, how they address them might be destructive in a lot of ways. Right. Drugs, alcohol, Hennessy, blah, blah, blah. But they were there. And I think now we're talking about therapy as opposed to drinking the pain away.
Exactly, and that's a leads us to a whole other topic, which mm-hmm. is the the drug and alcohol abuse, E and J and ginger ale. Right. All right, Pete Biggie. All right, that I think we're just about out of time. I want to thank our panel for being with us thank for this you. episode thank of Street you, Soldiers. Chuck Creekmore, founder and CEO of AllHipHop.com. Dr. Elisa English, clinical therapist, and Jason Rosario, founder and creator of TheLivesOfMen.com. I'm Lisa Evers. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers, and I hope you'll join me. Hot ninety seven own DJ Enough, Brooklyn's own Fresher, and special surprise guests for our 7th annual Push for Peace Town Hall on Saturday, August 12th. You can get all the information on my Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Let's push for peace.